0: Um, Good morning everyone. Uh, My name's Esther. I'm one of the uh, leaders here at EBI. Um, And uh, today we are starting a new Sunday morning teaching series called Hearing God. And our uh, children and young people, they're gonna be doing this at the same time. So out the back, down the corridor. um, And I'm really keen to be hearing their thoughts and wisdom on on this, because I'm sure that they're gonna have some. Um, Our small groups um, are also using uh, the Lectio course to explore this same theme. And we also have our connected resource available online after every Sunday. And that is um, to help prompt some more chat and thinking about what we talk about. Talk about on Sundays. So these next uh, five six weeks are not going to give each of us a foolproof formula of how to hear God. Disappointing, I know. This series is not called surefire ways to hear God and get what we want, which is a shame because that would make things a lot easier. Maybe not quite as fun though. And. When me and Steve were talking about this series, in my own notes, I threw in a question mark. So, hearing God, question mark. And this isn't not because I question whether we can hear God speak. Uh, I love that this is a reality in our relationship with God. It was more my feeling that hearing God is one of those profoundly complex, amazingly simple and crazy things that happen today. And for me, that needs some serious wrestling with, hence why I throw in the question mark. And this is the invitation at the start of this series. Uh, Let's wrestle, let's chew this over, let's chat with each other. And actually, as we do that, I think our God, who is all about relationship and community, will say some stuff. So. Are you keen? Vaguely interested. (laughs) Great. Um, I'm going to pray. Holy Spirit, will you come? Uh, Yeah, we want to hear you. Will you um, open our minds and our hearts to encountering you, Jesus, uh, today? Um, But yeah, as we go into the rest of our weeks and in our day-to-day life. So yeah, Holy Spirit, will you come? Will you fill this place? Will you fill us? Amen. So uh, today, what the theme that we're taking on is encountering Jesus. And we've got some great verses that we're going to read from the Bible. Um, First though, this word encounter. I think it's something that we uh, say and pray out loud a fair bit. But as I started preparing this, I paused for a minute and thought, hang on. What does this word actually mean? So, um, I love a good uh, dictionary definition. Who doesn't? Um, And this is a really good one. So, encounter an unexpected or casual meeting with someone or something. So, you throw Jesus into the mix of this definition, and I think things get really interesting. So, the genuine question that I'm asking is, do we want... Are we up for an unexpected or casual meeting with Jesus? We might prefer um, a time scheduled neatly into our busy diary. Uh, We might also prefer a meeting with Jesus in a way that we are comfortable and familiar with in an unexpected, easy to understand, neatly boxed kind of way. And I'm no expert on this, but from what I've experienced of Jesus, in the ups and downs of me trying to follow him, I think that Jesus properly enjoys the unexpected and casual. I think he has a sense of humor that loves to surprise us and loves to just explode our tiny human minds. And we're going to read a story from the Bible where we'll see this happen to two unsuspecting travellers. And my hope is that as we hang out with Jesus, as we read these words this morning, we'll hear him speak right here, right now. And that might be casually, it might be unexpected, or something totally different. So let's read from uh, Luke chapter 24. We're going to read verses 13 to 35. Uh, It's quite long. Um, but it's going to be on the wall behind me. If you've got a Bible, follow along. Um, there are Bibles at the back as well. Just uh, help yourself. So this is uh, like titled On the Road to Emmaus. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? He asked. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. There's a lot going on here, isn't there? Um, And as we get into these verses, I think it's good to underline that this story is real. It's not a parable. It's not something Jesus made up to illustrate a profound truth. This is real people in a real place in a real and specific moment in time. That our verses start with, now that same day. This day, this specific moment in time, is what we call Easter Sunday. And so far, it has been one mind-bending, head-exploding kind of day. Earlier on in chapter 24, Luke tells us that the women had returned with some crazy news. There was no body in the tomb to anoint with their spices, only angels telling them that Jesus is alive. And this news, it's not exactly received well by the rest of Jesus' followers. In verse 11, it says, but they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. But it's okay because we've got Peter to work it out. He goes to the tomb and finds nothing. And the end of verse 12 says, and he went away scratching his head, doesn't say that, wondering to himself what happened So it's in this context, with these events unfolding in real time, that our couple decide to get out of Jerusalem and walk seven miles to a village called Emmaus. Like Maybe it had got too much. Maybe they needed to get away from the place where they saw Jesus brutally killed, away from their disappointment, from the people with their crazy stories about angels and empty tombs, Maybe they just needed a bit of peace and quiet to think and process with each other. Enter Jesus. But apparently, not as they expected. And so there are three things we're going to pick out from this encounter with Jesus. And keep in mind the definition of the word encounter. So we're going to look at encountering Jesus in the casual, in the unexpected, and we're going to have a look at those little three words, it is true. So, um, in the casual, we're going to kind of focus on verses 17 to 29. And I love the way that uh, this couple encounter Jesus in their present reality. Like, they're hurt. They're in pain. Their faces are downcast. There's no pretending or hiding it. They're walking and talking, trying to make sense of, of the last three days, probably the last three years... And as they're talking, Jesus shows up and falls in step with them. Now, Jesus could have jumped out from behind a rock, gone for the big reveal, shouting, surprise! Cheer up, you two, it's me, Jesus. It's all good, don't worry, I'm back, I'm alive. But he doesn't. Jesus understands and knows their pain, maybe even more than they do. And so he gently and carefully asks questions. What are you discussing? What things? And we can encounter Jesus in the day-to-day stuff of our real lives. And I think we probably know that. But I wonder if sometimes we don't see Jesus walking alongside us. We don't hear him asking the questions because, I don't know, maybe it seems a little too casual. Like, why Why would Jesus be doing that? He knows everything anyway, so why even bother asking the questions? Like, maybe when I was sat in church on a Sunday, or maybe when I'm having a read of my Bible or praying. Like, that, that makes a bit of sense. But when I was driving to hockey last Monday, feeling all kinds of pain and confusion at the complicated messiness of life, did I see Jesus sat next to me? Did I hear him asking, how are you doing, Est? What's going on for you right now? I'm not sure I did, to be honest, but in reading these verses and seeing Jesus in them, I'm 99% sure that that was happening. In the reality of my Monday, driving to hockey, that Jesus was sat right next to me asking those questions. And I like that it, um, it only takes Jesus asking this, our couple this second question for them to unload. Like, in a breathless few sentences, they tell this apparent stranger everything that's happened. The facts, the people, the places, the hopes they had. And a hint of the hope that remains. I'd love to see their, their facial expressions, their body language as they utter those last few words in verse 24, but they did not see Jesus. Maybe they're wide-eyed, wanting this stranger to tell them that, yes, this is a totally crazy and stupid thing that you are even entertaining. Draw a line under it, move on. Or maybe they want this stranger to say, yes. Maybe the thing that you are not quite saying out loud, you're not quite ready to say out loud, maybe that is possible. And again, in Jesus' response, he allows our couple to encounter him on their own terms. Like Jesus isn't in a rush. He calls them foolish and slow to believe, which seems a little bit harsh, if I'm honest. But Jesus doesn't end there with a grumpy and frustrated full stop. Verse 27 is amazing. It says, And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Like, what a relief that Jesus is more than happy to meet us where we're at. He's not turned off by our slowness, by our disbelief. And that in the casual conversation of everyday life, he walks with us. And I think he says to us, let me tell you some stuff that is going to help you right now. You're going to love it. Trust me. Just listen. And so, a couple of hours later, they reach Emmaus. And um, I think there's something very cool in verses 28 to 29 around invitation. Like, Jesus doesn't force us to encounter him. He doesn't force us to listen to him. Like, Jesus waits for our invitation. Like, the couple, they want to hang out with Jesus some more. They still don't know it's him. It's getting late, so they urged him strongly to stay. And it says, so he went to stay with them. But Jesus is very quick to say yes to us. Any little sniff of an invite, and he's there. Bottle of wine in hand, ready for anything, or whatever your drink of choice is. So... Let's get to our next bit to explore. And this is a a quick one, because over um, the next few weeks, we're going to break this down uh, more specifically as we continue our series. Um, But encountering Jesus in the unexpected. Uh, We're going to look around verses 30 to 32. Uh, In these three verses, we get a great introduction to the variety and creativity in some of the ways we can hear God. So through being with other people, through eating food, through the scriptures, also known as the Bible. um, And all of these involving our senses and feelings. And of course, the thread running through all of this in how we hear God is Jesus. Um, And some of these might immediately connect with you. You might hear God and encounter Jesus very easily through the Bible. Like, this fits with your character and personality quite naturally. Uh, you might hear, and enc- hear God and encounter Jesus when you're with other people. Maybe when you're eating food. Like, that's how you connect with God best. You might be all about that hard-to-put-into-words, I-just-kind-of-feel-it stuff. And this, this is who you are. And there are obviously a load of other possibilities besides. The great thing is that God knows us and knows that we connect and respond in different ways. And God is loving and gracious enough to go with us in that. But here's the challenge. What about the possibilities of the unexpected meet up with Jesus? What about those ways... That we quite quickly dismiss as, oh, yeah, but that's that's just not me. And as we go through this series over the next few weeks, you might uh, see a talk title coming up. Or you might find yourself sat here on a Sunday and someone stands here and says, we're going to talk about this. And you, oh, man, that's not me. This isn't going to be for me. Like, oh, that. That prophetic stuff, that's definitely not me. That's only for those slightly weird, out there, kind of Jesus followers. That might be an example of something that I might have said, for example, in the past. But let's try not to. It's not an easy ask, but let's try and embrace those unexpected Jesus encounters. And if you are feeling particularly courageous... Maybe even ask for them. Because Jesus is up for that, right? And finally, uh, we are going to look at our third bit from these verses. And this is where we're going to end. So verses 33 to 35, and that it is true. This has got to be one of the craziest days to have lived through in history, Everything that we've read this morning happened in one day. We've had a combination of events and encounters, casual, unexpected, simple, complicated, all at the same time. Our couple have walked and talked for a few hours with a stranger who turned out to be Jesus and then disappeared as mysteriously as as he appeared. So, what's next for our couple? What they don't do is they don't lock the door, cozy up together to process what on earth has just happened, to get some well-needed rest. The start of verse 33 says, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem to tell the others encountering jesus isn't for the warm fuzzies it is not for us to keep to ourselves on a sunday morning thank you very much jesus is so much more than that and something i love about jesus in all this is that encountering him it isn't a one chance and i'm gone kind of thing it's not a one time only in our christian lives kind of deal Like, you'd think that the combination of Easter Sunday events was enough. Like, we've had the women's testimony, the empty tomb, our couple and their heartburn encounter, and Jesus appearing to Simon, apparently at the same time. Um, This seems like a good amount of evidence to get building that early church on. Um, We read in um, Luke's second book in the Bible called Acts, in chapter 1, verse 3, it says, after his Jesus, suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Like Jesus kept showing up in different ways, in different places, to different people. And the great news for us is Jesus keeps showing up in different ways, in different places, to different people. This is who he is. This is what Jesus does in the weird and wonderful, in the mundane and ordinary, again and again and again. Unlimited encounters with Jesus. That is the deal. Um, I was reading... Um, Something earlier this week that was talking about John Wesley and um, he's kind of quite a big deal, um, who uh, went to a worship meeting in, I think it's 1738. I can't quite read my handwriting. Someone around that era. (laughs) Um, And it says about that, that um, this meeting, it was to transform his life. That night, feeling his heart strangely warmed, Heard that before. His rigid religion was replaced by a deep assurance of God's loving presence. His rigid religion was replaced by a deep assurance of God's loving presence. I'm going to pray. Jesus, you, you love us. You know us more than we, better than we know ourselves. You know right here, right now, in this moment, what is going on in our heads and our hearts. And whatever that is, thank you, Jesus, that you're sat right next to us. Will you help us hear you asking those questions? how are you doing what's going on for you right now Jesus will you open our eyes will you open our hearts to encounter you in in the boring <laughs> in the mundane, and in the slightly crazy and out there. Because we're sorry when we box you, where we only invite you in a certain way or a certain place. Will you um, surprise us? And Lord, we've heard of stories of movements of your spirit throughout history and around the world today. Would you do it again in our church, in our community? Would you pour out your spirit once more?